We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's Tuesday, December 5th. I'm Steve Alexander, Dr. A. He's grumpy old man, cranky old man, Ken the K-Train Kreitz. And we're going to talk some fancy hoops right after this sweet jam. Ken, I think all of our loyal... Fans know the drill by now. We're going to do some news. We're going to talk a little panic meter. Talk mm-hmm. about some hot players. Our favorite segment, Get Off Get off My Lawn. A couple <laughs> old dudes. <laughs> Maybe look at a bet or two. Maybe dig up another uh, Dr. A tale from the attic. I sure uh, hope so. Brush with greatness. I want to hear it. First of all, what's happening? How are you? I'm well. Still getting over my Celtics losing last night, but uh, back to not caring about the in-season tournament after caring about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when your team's out, then you're like, oh, it's stupid. Focus on the championship. But uh, I'm well. How are you, sir? Is it, uh, you know, I know you're down in Atlanta. You know, we have snow here in Vermont. It looks like a Christmas Hallmark special, but how's Atlanta? You're like in a t-shirt. Oh, yeah, we're good, man. We're good. It, it was cold this morning. It was like 36, but it'll be close to 55 or 60 today. I may I may go play golf. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I scraped ice off the car this morning. You're going to go play golf. Oh, uh, well, my son's windows were fogged up, and uh, he woke me up at 7.15 because he uh, got stuck in the driveway because we live on a mountain. So he oh, was yeah. off all the way off the driveway, halfway down the mountain. Uh, so I had to go take care of that. More antics from the my son and his backup failures. So as <laughs> okay. long as he's going forward, he's okay. Uh, maybe, yeah. We'll have to hear about that more at the end of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How about those in-season games last night, sir? Yeah, man. Um, how about them? I, I'll tell you the... Um, you know, I'm from Indianapolis, so I'm sort of a always sort of been a Pacer fan, yeah. always sort of not been a Pacer fan. I'm, I was always more of a Dominique Hawks guy than I was a Pacers guy. Mm. But I mean, I spent all my time at Market Square Arena and at Pacer games. So, and also my bold prediction for this season 
was that That's the right. Pacers are going to win the East. That was a heart. That was a, a bet via the heart, not the wallet there, but I like it. Yeah, well, they wanted bold. I gave them bold. Uh, yeah. But I, I like the mix of young and old. Tyrese Halliburton is taking over the world right now. Amen. First triple-double. That was surprising to me. I, I was shocked, too. I, I texted you right away. Can you believe tonight's his first triple-double? I just assumed it had happened earlier. You would think. And, and I'll tell you, the, my favorite thing about this tournament so far is was last night. Because now... The only game in town, the only game on TV, it's on national TV, and it is a one-game win-or-go-home situation, and it was cool. Like, uh, that was was fun. I enjoyed it much more than the pool pool process. Yeah, I agree. It was fun. Uh, I'm bitter about the Celtics, but yeah, it was fun, and hey, you could tell the Pelicans are taking it pretty darn serious, too. Yeah, they wanted to fight. Uh, (laughs) Um. And the Pelicans all of a sudden look like one of the deepest teams in the entire league. I mean, Jordan Hawkins didn't even get off the bench last night. Yeah. Well, Zach, um, Zion can stay healthy. I'm knocking literally on wood here, but we'll see. We're going to talk about Zion uh, okay. a little bit later because he's I, – I don't know if you saw Charles talking about him after the game, but Charles is like, dude, if you're not going to score, you got to get rebounds. Yeah, and if you're not gonna rebound, Legit. you gotta you gotta score. I mean, you gotta one or the other. You can't just be out there. Yeah. Uh, but at Legit. least he is out there and he's healthy. So there, sure. there's that. I do love it when Charles goes to town on someone. He's one of the few people with enough gravitas to get away with that, where they don't players don't whine about it. Yeah. So news news from last night. We already talked about um, the paces a little bit. Tyrese had a triple double. It was a big triple double. His averages of what his twenty five. 10. Did you see that stat where it's only him, LeBron, or him and Jordan and uh, Grant Hill that have ever done At, something? Um, oh, I did not see that. Whatever it, it is, I think SGA average. is going to be there fast, uh, is a fast approaching. But yeah, the Halliburton stats are fantastic. You love how the Pacers are like, he's our star. We're building around him. You know, that's where the fantasy gold is when a team's all in on somebody and everybody else is a piece to compliment him. Halliburton, some of those deep fourth quarter threes, I mean, they're four or five feet off the line. Pure confidence, knows they're go- already backpedaling on some, knowing they're going in. I was like, whew, that guy's got some cojones. Yeah, and the one he hit where he got fouled, he didn't even yeah. really get to release, release the ball, and it still was money. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. What did you see with uh, Tatum and his postgame presser? Did you, yeah, he's swearing because he has to go home instead of Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I love how they like, like Tatum's always playing up the family guy and his kids running around. But, you know, give him like family time or Vegas. He's like, yeah, I kind of want to go to Vegas. <laughs> well, you know, Vegas has been an interesting place because it used to be for adults only. And then yeah. like in the 80s, they made it all kid friendly, but it was super cheap. Yeah. Like everybody's like, oh, you get a hotel room for like $40. You get a free buffet. You know, take everybody and just go crazy. They get all but, their money gambling. Now you go to Vegas. It's like yeah. your hotel room's $1,000 a night. Your buffet is $80. And it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's not all that kid friendly anymore again. So yeah. anyway, uh, Pacers are moving on. We'll see who they play. They play the winner of uh, the Knicks and. Oh, uh, uh, Knicks and Knicks, Milwaukee. 
Knicks and Bucks. Yeah. On Thursday in Vegas. Um, well, we might as well skip number two and go straight to number three since that is also related to last night. Pelicans advanced to the final four. Despite an off night from Zion, uh, Brandon Ingram looked really good with 30 mm-hmm. points. Uh, sure did. Eight boards, six times. Trey Murphy, two-game sample size, but he looks awesome. The co- I was watching a Pelicans game a week or two ago. I don't know their announcer crew. It's like an old, real old guy doing play-by-play and, and what sounds like a young former player doing color commentary. And the, the, the younger guy said, they showed Trey Murphy in a suit, and he said, Murphy's going to be an, a multiple all-star when his career is said and done. I was like, ooh, I like Trey Murphy. Love his efficiency, but that was quite the hot take. Maybe a bit of a homer pick. But I've been storing Murphy on my bench in a few different leagues. Love that he's back. And we'll, we'll see what Herb Jones's role is moving forward. Uh, they may alternate starting those guys. Uh, but am I overly excited about Murphy? What do you think, sir? Uh, I don't think you're overly excited about him. I don't think... Uh... I don't think the other dude is going. I don't think Herb Jones is going anywhere. I don't think he's going away. He's he Apologies. plays. He he's going to be one of the best best defensive players in the league for years to come. Yeah, and he's he's kind of turned into a monster this season. Well, and you know maybe Murphy doesn't need to start. He got thirty minutes off the bench last night. So uh, if he's their sixth man, and probably they want him to be sixth man for a while and bring him slowly back, maybe give him a night off here and there. Uh, to ease his recovery. I, I think it's safe to say that if you're hanging on to Jordan Hawkins or yeah. um, Dyson Daniels, yeah, but, but, time to go bye-bye. They're, they're too deep. <laughs> yeah. There's, well, now McCollum's CJ, healthy. Yeah. McCollum is like a second-round guy this year. He's never been a second-round guy. He's always sixth. Well, it's seventh. the point guard role. It's him playing true point guard, which he never did in Portland, to just boost his assist numbers. And yeah, they don't even – you know, Oh, he does. He does. I just, well, just knock on wood with that whole lung thing. But, uh, you know, enjoy it while you can. Uh, Uh, Let's get back to Porzingis. I just do want to mention, he is supposed to come back for that game, the next game. As you said, the winner of the Knicks-Bucks game. I think it's Thursday. If they win and they play Thursday night in Vegas, he would be back for that one. Yeah. So he should be back Friday for their, I don't know what they're calling these you lose in the tournament game, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and if you lose in the tournament, do you still play on Thursday? No, you I play I on those ugly so. floors, or do you go back to your regular NBA floor? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm too old for these in-season tournament floors. They're giving me seizures. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Porzingis should be back soon. Uh, hey, let's see. I know, I know you want to dive into the crazy Saturday game. No Luka. games on Sunday, which is unacceptable. But, yeah, Luca's game on Saturday. Yeah, I want to know. Like, I woke up on Sunday morning. Let's say I was tired. <laughs> and my son, the one who can't drive a car, yeah, he's like, did you, see what, yeah. did you see the Luca game? And I was like, no, what did he do? He's like, dude, he had like 36, 18, and 15, and they lost. And I was like, what? And then I heard about the 30 nothing run in the fourth quarter, and they, they still don't. lost? <laughs> they don't – well, they play defense clearly during that 30-0 run. But 
But, you know, there's a real problem that Kyrie and Luka don't play defense. And to have both of your guards be sieves is kind of a problem. You know, Luka kind of turns it on every now and then. Kyrie I was going to say, I feel like Luka at least tries to play defense. He tries. He puts a body on somebody. He alters a shot now and then. He's Kyrie hard to post up, but you can blow by him. Kyrie is like, you know. But, you know, Kyrie's got the foot the, again. The fake arm moves around, pretend he's giving effort. Kyrie didn't play that game. Uh, he's got the sore foot again, day to day. Um, Derek, uh, Derek Lively, sir. Derek Lively went crazy. Breakout. Twenty points on nine of nine shooting. Probably won't go nine of nine every night. Ton of blocks. Sixteen boards, yeah, and seven blocks. Hello, I. I the FSGA expert league. He's a free agent, so I bid crazy money for him in that we'll i mean you have to and he, he's yeah he's shown signs of doing that all year um they need a, a big man out there clearly to play defense and get rebounds are you, wait, are you saying you're willing to give up on the powell kleber rotation <laughs> <laughs> i am i am but you know also uh dallas got off to a really hot, hot start to the season everybody's like ooh, mvp luca and well they're three and six over their last nine Starting to catch up with him. I'm surprised his back hasn't given out yet from carrying the entire team on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, they need some defense there. Lively could be the rim protector they've needed for a while. We'll see. But, uh, yeah. We'll he see. certainly meets the eye test to this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And we got, um, so we probably should explain this whole schedule. Tonight, we got two in season games. You mentioned one Knicks at Milwaukee. The Bucks are four and a half point favorites, and then uh, the second game out west, Suns at Lakers, where the Lakers are a point and a half favorite. I think LeBron's game time decision calf, but he hasn't missed a game. Is that just phony baloney reporting by the Lakers to play it safe? Or well, they they're mixing it up this year because last year they were both. Uh, questionable in game time decisions him and anthony davis well this year davis is probable every night and james is a game time decision every night so <laughs> they got to keep it guessing um i don't know i mean I, I, you know lebron's playing in this game right like, got he's, it, right he's the not spotlights it. national game crazy tur- in-season tourney only game in town it, like he yeah. has to play so i think they're both gonna play i and i we're going to talk about it at the end, but I, I really like the Lakers done it tonight, actually. Um. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The question Nixon. on the Lakers, though. Question for you and the Lakers. Is now trade high time with Anthony Davis before the inevitable street close injuries kick in? Yep. It's probably trade it's probably trade high on Anthony Davis. When Porzingis comes back, it's time to get rid of him. Uh, <laughs> Wimbenyama threw us a little red flag last mm-hmm. week. Sure did. But they were only playing two games, and then he sat out one. So then it's a one-game week, and that just killed me. Uh, but, yeah, there's a bunch of guys that – my buddy Keelan, Coach K, was on here a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about Anthony Davis and, and Porzingis and Wimby. And he was like, get rid of all of them. Trade them all. Solve your headache now instead of later. But, you know. Well, and I think the Celtics particularly learned their lesson with Malcolm Brogdon last year. They pushed him a little too much during the regular season, and then he got banged up in the playoffs, and they'd be crazy to do the same risky thing with Porzingis. And then with Wemby, right, what are the Spurs playing for this year? They're going to be in the lottery again. They need a, you know, they probably need to upgrade. they got to upgrade a point guard. They're probably salivating at college point guards right now. They don't want to win now. (laughs) I mean, what is Pop doing exactly? Is Are they tanking? Are they trying to lose every game they can? Because they've lost like 13 or 14 in a row, 15 maybe. Uh, the, the cool thing about Wemby, he only needs 20 minutes. I only need him for 20 minutes a night, and I'm good. He'll get four blocks. He'll get nine rebounds. We're going to be here about his back and then a knee or ankle thing all year round. No, just give him his 20 minutes and put him on the bench, and I'm, I'm good with that. Let's let's let the man let's let the man play. All right, um, all right. Uh, underdog fantasy Ken, is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick 'em contests. If you haven't tried underdog yet, new underdog users receive a first time deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. And a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's proto promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Free. That's promo code RWNBA. Look at this. I got I got me a little Christmas present. I'm fired up about it. Who loves you? Who loves you, Dr. Egg? Wrote Apparently, so. you do, I guess. <laughs> There's not many hey, of I you did, around. I didn't pay for that. That was corporate funding. <laughs> There's not that many people out there who, who love me, but the ones who do, I get cool stuff like Rotowire swag. Swag. You know, we should find out from Jake if there are extra Rotowire travel mugs. Maybe we make that a prize on our next pod i don't know best live question i have not been reading the live quite i tried one. Ooh, one there's 29 in there i know we got people that like us apparently i'm sorry Ooh. uh do we uh, want to uh, let's see here we're gonna pick one out should we pick one out before I we bet get there's in? a i bet there's a question here about oh yeah about a guy oh there are almost all these are from the same dude <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, there we go. I just got offered Harden and Jaron Jackson Jr. for my Halliburton. No. Hardcore win trader fair. I'm not quite sure what that hardcore uh, is. No, um, you, keep, you keep Halliburton. Come on. This is crazy. 
Well, I, one of the things I was going to say is who's scaring us right now? We were getting ready to talk about the panic meter. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson Jr. was the first guy on my list. Yeah. yeah. He's down in the 80s ranking wise. He's He had a great game. I think his last game he played, he was he Yeah, was 30 awesome. points. The blocks are down, which is the biggest bummer. They're, they're still pretty elite, but they're and the not shooting's awful. as insane as. Yeah, exactly. And that's just their offense is terrible you know like who's setting them up they don't have a point guard on that team marcus is out we all know jaw's out so he's got to create his own shot which is not traditionally what he's had to do but the drop from 51 percent last year to 42 percent this year is uh frightening very it is and you know back to the back to point blank point blank mish let's go ahead and throw this up here to answer your question, I'm with I'm with the K train on this one. You keep you keep Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I don't think you want. I don't think you want to deal with James Harden on your fantasy team this year. I don't. Now, think if that was deal with James, <laughs> you and Ty Lue were like, oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some on Twitter like, hey man, I just need ten games to get my bearings here, and it's like. Game 11, seven points, four turnovers, three rebounds. What was uh, the P.J. Tucker quote, which I'm not sure has been verified. I saw other people quoting P.J. Tucker saying, there's not enough basketballs in the world for this team. Not not to go around, just the entire world. Right. right. You can get all the basketballs from the entire world, and there's not enough. Yeah. All right, well, that was look a little impromptu live questions. Maybe we get a little more at the end. Maybe I'll I'll try to answer some live ones while you come up with your brush with greatness story. Unless you've already. Oh yeah, we can up. we can look at that. I haven't even thought about what I'm doing for that. Right, uh, who so, else uh, is on your panda? You have someone on your panda meter that I agree with. Kate Cunningham, just that. I mean, the whole organization, the whole team. Shannon, Shannon, you know, my Friday co-host is a lifelong diehard Pistons fan, and I gave him what's usually my old man rant slot. And it, w- it went like 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, Monty, you know, Monty Williams, highest paid coach in the NBA. Hey, nice work, Monty. Good to see it. Uh, Way to tank Ivy's trade value. Oh, but he was going in and out of so many topics. And I just felt bad for him. Just, that was a proud franchise. Well, I think Ivy is making a comeback. I'm not too worried about Ivy anymore. I kind of I think it's a good time to, to get in on Ivy if, you can. You're off the Cade. Killian Hayes bus. <laughs> yeah, I was never on the Killian Hayes. Bus. <laughs> that was one of those buses that uh, never I left the not, station. <laughs> never left the station for me. Or is that but, a little bus? A little. Bus. <laughs> oh, oh, can't go there. Oh, hey. Cade though, Cade is deceptive because his numbers, core numbers, the county stats yeah. look fine. But when you points add league, everything together, points league, it's great, right? Yeah. When you add it all together, he's just, I, I can't tell if he hurts you or helps you. It's three years in a row. Granted, his second year is pretty short, but three years in a row shooting 41 and a half percent. At what point is that not just rookie jitters and a real problem? Your lead shooter can't be under 42%. That's like Marcus Smart, <laughs> you know, lead defensive player can shoot right. that, but not your offensive lead player yeah he, he's not a good shooter um and then the to's are up too he's at four and a half turnovers Ugh, come on. that's Ugh. awful 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he'll he's hurting teams more than he's helping. Even though you'll see him go for like twenty four, nine and six, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's pretty good. But there's no steals. There's a bunch of turnovers. There's poor shooting. You've got to be in a points league for Kate. So hopefully you, you hope the name value can help you in a trade deal uh, or there's a Pistons fan. Yeah, so his maybe. name is bigger than his game for sure right yeah. now. Yeah. And then Julius Randle, dude, like he's the very last player that shows up in the in the stats, uh, in the in the rankings on a certain website uh, that I have looked at. Yeah. 188. He's got to be about the same place in Rotowire's rankings. Uh, he can't shoot. He's not blocking shots. He's not stealing. He's turned the two ball. Single, over. He had two single digit point games in the last five. Like you can't, uh, you cannot rely on Julius Randle to do anything. Do you think that the Thibodeau constant yelling has just worn him down? Like, I think some players love to be coached and some frankly do not. And Thibodeau strikes me as one of those guys whose voices you get tired of hearing pretty quickly. <laughs> Yeah. Not only his voice, man. I'm just looking at his face while he's over there on the <laughs> sidelines, like arms crossed. And just like he should play the penguin in whatever the next Batman movie is. <laughs> he looks like <laughs> he looks like he's, you know, in a massive amount of pain on the sidelines, and, <laughs> and you know he's just screaming at people at all times. And I'm sure they're just like, look, look, old guy. Right, right. <laughs> like old man who's never won anything. Don't you... care. I really don't care right now. I, I can see Julius Randle being like, "Yeah, I don't care." Yeah, Thibodeau uh, looks like he can't wait to go home to kick his dog. <laughs> yeah. And then I think, uh, along with your memorial, permanently uh, panic meter listed player Andrew Wiggins, oh, oh. we should probably throw Jordan Poole. And oh, yeah. Tyus Jones on there as well. Like those three oh. guys are just permanent. We have you know, to. Pool doesn't surprise me. I knew Pool would be in over his head and couldn't be a team leader. But Tyus Jones, I thought finally, opportunity for Jones. He's earned a starting gig, and he's been just melbatose, just nothing, just not seizing the moment. I get it that probably Pool drives him nuts, but I had I had higher expectations. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah. All right, who you got? Who, who's on your panic list? Well, I'm still – well, Cade and Wiggins have mentioned. Um, Mikhail Bridges, he's turning it around. So uh, this is more panicky last week. But I certainly expected more upside from – right now he's kind of an early fourth-round pick value, though everyone took him in the second. Versus last year's just with Brooklyn stats, his points are down, his turnovers are up, his threes and three-point percentage shooting are both down, and his free throw shooting's down. I do think he'll turn it around, but those were a scary first 15 games. And you know what I thought with Johnson out early, and then Cam Thomas was out? We'd see Bridges really carry that team like he did second half of last season, and it didn't really happen. Maybe, Hopefully it's just a slow start. Um, I'll say this, though. Brooklyn now, now that they're healthy? I love what Nick Claxton's doing. Nets, uh, I think, are a real challenger in the East. I know I'm getting off topic, but uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm happy to see the bridge, uh, the Nets healthy and see what they do. I agree with you. I mean, they look good. I mean, if Cam Thomas is going to do this all year, and it, I think he might, 
Yeah. And that's like your super sleeper, my 30 deep savior. Sixth man of the year, baby. This is this will be the first week I've had him in my lineup this season in 30 team. So oh, I am man. very, very excited about that. I mean, I think his real role is six man off the bench. You know, when he goes on a heater, you leave him in there. Uh, he's always going to shoot. And whenever anyone's hurt, you stick him in the starting lineup. But yeah, excited about Cam Thomas for sure. Um, um what about Spencer Dinwiddie? Oh man, he is so he's a roller coaster. And he, he was very he's better pleasant than Tyus Jones. Yeah, he is. So that's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean he he's a veteran. Like he he's actually not a bad guy to be putting well, in the middle of the Cams and the Knicks and the whoever yeah. else. Not oh, he's kind guy. of a shoot first point guard, you know, where I think they'd rather he'd be more of a distributor. But what I don't what's so befuddling to me with Dimweedy, and I have him in some keeper leagues because he was cheap last year. Um he's a veteran, right? So why is his why is his performance so roller coaster? Like it's not like he's getting acclimated to the NBA. Here's a guy whose role should be pretty clear. They don't really have a great backup point guard. Why is it so dicey what Dimwitty's role is? I don't know. At first, I thought it was Simmons, but we haven't had to deal with Simmons for a while, and he's still <laughs> up and down. Who? Exactly. Wait. In fact, why did I even say his name? It's so pleasant not to say his name. Who are you talking about? <laughs> did you say Simmons? No, no. Sorry, I, I was referring to a, a, a an Australian ghost that I saw kangaroo. <laughs> the Australian ghost. <laughs> We could start that. Name. that could be a keeper. Yeah, exactly. Ah, that's, good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. The Australian ghost. Uh, and then who's the who's the little shooting guard that is going to disappear now that now that everybody's healthy? Uh, um, why can't I think of people for the names? Nets? For the Nets? Yeah. Oh yeah. boy, I don't know where you're going with this, but let's oh, look the dude not, that was... not Cam Thomas. No, the not Lonnie Walker. Lonnie. Lonnie. Lonnie was kind of balling there for a minute. But I think but he always home... does that. He all he's been a tease with the Spurs, with the Lakers, and now that he's gonna have four great games a season, and good luck predicting when those four great games are. I think he's already had them. I, yeah. I think we have taken care of that. They're already done. <laughs> but uh he's gonna go away. Like I've got him on a on a roster right. too right now, but they're healthy. The just Nets like were, the now the Nets are healthy, just like Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah, it's time. It's time yeah, to move on. Yeah. Because honestly, they love playing defensive guys like Royce O'Neal more, DFS, you know, so uh he's not gonna be Dennis Smith. That was the terrible the bad backup point guard I was trying to think of. Press, yeah, who should not be pushing Dinwiddie for minutes. Though Mavs fans they used to think he was the savior. Remember how many years ago did you think you know, did the Mavs think Smith and Luca forever were gonna be the dream combo? That seems like a yeah. thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. All right, Ken, you got some get off my lawn. I am tired of NBA players complaining about every call. Uh, every call. Ime Adoka was right when he yelled, stop bitching to LeBron James. <laughs> it's a terrible look for the game. Get back on defense. Play the damn game. I love Jason Tatum. Six Celtics, Homer. But, man, Tatum complains on every call when he should be getting back on defense. It's the one thing I hate about Tatum's game. That's my 
get off my lawn. What's your get off the lawn? Uh, it's a uh, good get off project. my lawn. And and I'll talk about Luka Doncic because he's my guy. And what, he complains more than Tatum and LeBron <laughs> put together, I think. Like, he complains after every single play. Yeah. Literally. And you're right, man. Let's just get out, get out there and play. Like, um, I know, look, the refs aren't perfect. Yeah, they're humans. This game is played at such a speed and pace and tempo. I don't know how refs keep up with Pacers games. I'd be, like, at my knees trying to keep up with that, you know, with the wicked pace the Pacers are going. But so they're going to miss some calls. Play defense. You make it worse when you miss a shot badly, then complain about the call, and the other team goes down and gets an easy layup. That's like a four-point play. Oh, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Um, I'm going to go back to a, an underdog bad beat from last evening that involved Obi Toppin of the Pacers. <laughs> his Who's over six nine, six his, nine. Uh, Obi Toppin, yeah, yeah, over was three and a half rebounds. <laughs> like he's going to play big minutes. He's yeah. playing against Boston. Fast pace means to, a lot of shots, which means a lot of rebounds. He's got to hit the boards. I hit yeah. four out of five. And Obi Toppin finished with two rebounds. I'm pretty sure he had zero in the entire second half. So um, thank yeah. you, 6'9", Obi Toppin. And then <laughs> Jordan Hawkins was in my dang FanDuel lineup. Oh. And he played he, – he had not sat out any games thus right. far. Right. He was playing yeah. well. He only had to score like nine points or something. And I would have been fine, but he didn't even get off the bench. So I I guess he's done. I guess that run is over. Trey Murphy uh, plus 24 point differential last night. Plus 24. That could be the death of Hawkins right there. But back to your top end rebounds. I had the over on Al Horford getting seven uh, and a half rebounds. He got four in the first quarter. And I'm like, ha ha, easy money. He then Terrible. got three the rest of the game. In fact, Tatum twice stole rebounds from him. I'm screaming at the television. What are you doing? <laughs> well, Horford's been so good since Porzingis went down. I thought exactly, and I thought, I thought they, he was going to have a big game yesterday. And you know, they rest him for Cornet in less meaningful games. But I'm like, this is in season tournament. Big Al did play 31 minutes, but he took three shots. And guess the, who uh, outplayed him? Cornet. Cornet. Yeah, was true. Making he more. had two. Thunder jams. And he was making hustle plays. He was getting Tommy points. He really was. He was the green cornet. It was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, oh, that was awesome. Peyton Pritchard over five. Oh, he was, he's, uh, yeah, uh, that was, I can't, I can't roll with uh, Peyton Pritchard unless I know somebody's not playing. He needs a true point guard to set him up. And they're pairing him with Ban uh, uh, Banton, you know, the the former Toronto Raptor youngster who's like 6'10", point guard, <laughs> crazy length. But he doesn't – he's not really a point guard. He doesn't set – so Peyton's always trying to score off the dribble, and that's not his game. He needs to catch and shoot some easy threes to get in the groove. Uh, well, who, hey, who are you – let's get to hot players. Uh, who are you excited uh, about? K-Train, who are some – we have tech issues. All right. Uh -oh. I was going to ask you. I'll, I'll go first. You go first. Uh, <laughs> Scotty Barnes is returning first round fantasy value. Finally. What? what? <laughs> Last Scotty year's Barnes. big breakout. Uh, just delayed shots. a year. Just delayed a year. 
The breakout was just delayed a year. And I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming, man. I, I was like, is Scotty Barnes really ever going to be as good as we think he's going to be? And <laughs> I mean, we're only 20 games in, but he looks amazing. Well, it's only his third right? season. And remember, every article was like, the only way the Raptors can improve this year is if Scotty Barnes, you know, breaks out. But yeah, the, the blocks, you know, one and a third blocks a game is fabulous. Shooting more, and yet the shooting percentage goes up, not down. Fabulous. And nine boards. Man, the boards are fantastic. I mean, I thought they were talking about making him a point guard, but he's playing more like a power forward. Like, Yeah. Well, he's still getting five and a half dimes. He might be. Is that more than Schroeder? He might be getting more assists per game than Schroeder because Schroeder is a shoot first PG. But uh, he, let's see what Schroeder's He's doing. also destroying OG Ananobi in the process. Yes, he is. Uh, Schroeder's got seven assists a game. Oh, I take that back. Sorry, Dennis. I owe you an apology. OG is killing me in a, multiple leagues. Yeah, what? I uh, they well, isn't he in a walk year? Isn't he and Spicy P? You know, isn't this the last year of their contracts? You got. I believe you can't so. Keep both those. I believe so. They can't keep both those guys. They may not mind OG losing value. Well, OG, I mean, he he's fantasy value. He was like third round last year. He's like eighth or ninth this year. It's like it's drastic. It's not the percentages good. have tanked, haven't they? Let me look this up. Like, yeah, he's gone from almost forty eight percent to forty six, but his free throw shooting is down to fifty eight, fifty seven percent. How does that happen? How do you go from eighty four to fifty seven percent in one season? Ask Andre Andre Iguodala. He did it <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> Good point. I assume that was just age, though, because he was like 48 when he retired or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, uh, Scotty's rise has led to OG's fall, it would appear. Okay. But, uh, well, you're taking a big name and pointing out how he's even playing better. I'm going to go the opposite route and make a free agent scrub suggestion. Malik Beasley, who I hate in real life because his defense is terrible, but in fantasy, He's their catch-and-shoot guy. There's no Grayson Allen there anymore. Connaughton and Crowder are both hurt. Bees is getting crazy minutes because their bench now is bad. Um, and look, do I want him on the Celtics? No, I do not. But do I like him catch-and-shooting threes? And he's rebounding, which is shocking to me. It's probably a two- or three-week run. But check Malik Beasley is a very cheap pickup in your waiver wires. I totally agree with that. He, he's the guy. Uh, who, who are some other cheap pickups right now that um, – uh, well, well, maybe not cheap, but if Mike, if old man Mike Conley is out there, he has been steady and reliable. You know, he ranks Conley ranks 50th in total stats in nine category leagues. He's got a six to one assist to turnover ratio. He's hitting over two threes a game and everyone just assumes he's a semi-retired, but uh, you can get him on the cheap <laughs> He's pretty rough, man. I, 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 and you, you've been talking about him for a minute. So this is not, it's not anything new. I think, uh, Derek Jones Jr. Mm, on yeah. days when Kyrie Irving's not playing, he's been balling out for Dallas. Great DFS. Option. His minutes sustained though, when they're healthy. I don't know if, I mean, I don't know, man, but he's, his game log is, 33 minutes, 31 minutes, 34 minutes, 20 minutes. So he's played 30 in three in a row. And in those was, three in a row, he's kind of he's kind of balled out. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, we'll see. Green's been out for hasn't Green missed a few games for them? Yeah, but I think they're done with Green. Oh, really? Oh, I I feel I like well, not done, done, but like like Derrick Jones Jr. can help us right now. We're tired of waiting for Green. So Green's going to the bench. Turn like into this, this thing, um, Doctor A. Let's let's mark this day and time, and get to this when I'm back four weeks from now. <laughs> Four weeks from now. Um, so yeah, Derrick Jones Jr. is a guy I have been I have been grabbing. Just... I always thought when he went to Miami he was gonna do well. And then he signs with Chicago when they had that big three that are not very big, and you're like, uh, he's not gonna get any minutes in Chicago. And then uh... I've never been a, a DJJ guy. I just think that the I think Luca likes him. I think Luca trusts him. And Luca needs somebody to trust because he he ain't got much. <laughs> you should replace the Neek jersey back there with a Luca jersey because you're hard got clearly several of them. All right, I'll do it right now. <laughs> uh, but the other guys I had on my list, they're all big. Well, they're mostly big names. Chet Holmgren, first round fantasy value. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah, yeah. For doubting yeah. him, I, uh, and I was one. I assumed the injuries would pile up. I did. It's early. Herbie, <laughs> it still happened. Herbie Jones, third round value. CJ, second round value. We talked about these guys. Then Malik Monk, uh, which you didn't get into uh, when we were talking about the Kings, but you don't like the Kings bench other than Malik. Other than Monk. They, I mean, what do they have? Alec, they have no, you know, with Sabonis is your center. You need somebody else as a rim protector, and they don't have him. Trey Lyles. No, not going to happen. That bench scares me. Uh, Sasha V, EuroLeague MVP, has not really panned out for them. I think he's only averaged less than six points a game. Uh, yeah, that Kings bench scares me. But back to uh, cheap, good pickups. How about JJJ? But the other JJJ in Miami with Bam out of bio out a week. Uh, I'm a Hawkes junior. Hawkes junior. You know, we had a discussion about him on this podcast a week ago. Yeah. And I was like, man, when they're back at full strength, I get it. Like, Jaime has turned heads. He's won Spoolstra over. He's won his teammates over. He looks right out there. Mm-hmm. And guys are like, but he's going to, is he going to get 30 minutes? And is he still no, going to be worth having? And I was like, I don't think so. But now I'm not so sure. Like, I think they sort of need him. It's almost like, Though they'd rather he lead the bench squad than take Highsmith's role in the starting lineup, right? Like with the starting five, they want Bam and Butler taking all the shots or Hero when he's healthy. And so I think they're happy with Jaime leading the bench squad, kind of in a Manu role. Um, but we'll see. I think he's going to get his minutes, but whether he starts or not, 30, you're right, might be, might be uh, a problem. But, uh, you know, when Bam first got hurt, who was that in that win they had? Was it Indiana? They let they let Hawkes play Caleb Martin and Butler uh, for like a 15, 16, 17-minute run where they just left the Pacers in their wake. And you're like, oh, it, it was impressive. Because, yeah, he passes well from the perimeter. He's posting smaller guys up. It's an all-around game that you could see Spolster really likes. Yeah, and I think his teammates like it too. He's out there, you know, dapping it people up and chest bumping everybody and getting them fired up. Like, I don't know, man. I think I think Jaime Hawkes may be worth 
holding on to for the entire season. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's a good one. Um, what you like? Uh, what you like on the gambling side of things tonight? I'll go gambling, and then you think about your awesome uh, brush with greatness. Mm. Maybe I can answer a few of these live questions that are coming in. That's a lot of multitasking on my end. I'm not sure I can handle that, but let's see. <laughs> my, my, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. My bet tonight, I like the Knicks at plus four and a half at Milwaukee. The in-season tournament just changes things. You saw it with the Pacers manning up against the Celtics last night. Uh, Bucks and Knicks have only played one game this season. The Bucks won it by five, but the Knicks shot under 40% in that loss. Uh, and the Bucks hit 51% of their threes. I don't think that's going to happen again. What to me was more telling from that one matchup was that the Knicks out-rebound in Milwaukee 56-41, to 41, and I do expect that to continue to happen. The Bucks are missing Crowder and Connaughton. They've really struggled to have some bench production, uh, and I think the Knicks might care about this more. Milwaukee has grander plans, so I'll take the four and a half points for the Knicks tonight. All right. Uh, I'm going in underdog. I'm going with Malik Beasley higher than 1.5 blocks and steals. Okay. It's got a pepper next to it, which means it's a, it's a fire pig. It's, it's yeah, it's like 1.5 times money. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling Malik Beasley. I'm also feeling, uh, Brooke Lopez higher than five rebounds. Okay. And I'm feeling Isaiah Hartenstein just needs to get me one block. One and block. The, as you pointed out, the way Randall's playing, Hartenstein should get a little more minutes, right? Should, should. And then I have got Anthony Davis in the little article I wrote for ESPN. I've got Anthony Davis mm-hmm. winning the MVP of this in-season tournament, which means the Lakers need to win it all, which means <laughs> they need to win tonight. And it's yeah. Lakers minus two against the Suns. I'm going yeah. with the Lakers minus two. I think if AD and LeBron come together on the same page, Austin Reeves plays well, good things can happen. So. Honestly, I think a, a one-and-done format plays the Lakers' advantage, right? Like, those guys can't stay healthy for a seven-game series. But one-and-done, <laughs> perfect. You know, those old guys, could they could do that and then take the next few days off. Uh Hey, under Rotowire client underdog has really won you over. I love how you're all in on the on the. No, I'm all in. I play every day. Yeah, yeah. I put like I twelve lineups in for a dollar a piece, just trying to win the lottery. It's, it's fun. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, until so, uh, I end up in gambling hospital. And... <laughs> a buck a day. A buck a day. <laughs> you can sell that Rotowire travel bug on eBay. You know, no, I'm I'm one of those guys where <laughs> I I know my limitations. They always say, "Don't gotcha. you know, don't bet this if you don't think you can afford it." Oh, I know, <laughs> I got that covered. And frankly, it's sadly one dollar still gets me excited. <laughs> it's all it takes. It's just, know, it's it's just the like... love of the game. All right, you think about your brush with greatness story. I'm going to try to pick off a few of these. Uh, live questions. One says, do I drop Killian Hayes for Derek Lively? Yes, yes, and yes. I can't <laughs> say that emphatically enough. Uh, somebody, uh, Trey Murphy has the higher ups. Oh, wait. Somebody's asking Murphy or Brogdon. You got to go Trey Murphy just because he's going to be healthy. Brog, you're, Brogdon's going to drive you crazy on nights when he does or does not play. 
absolutely go with Trey Murphy over Brogdon. I really hope, by the way, that Dr. A is getting some fabulous memorabilia. He is an insane memorabilia collection. Um, a DFS question. Should I pick Portis tonight or pick up Herb Jones for Thursday? Hmm. Uh, I think I go with Herb Jones. I think I that's a bit, a bit of a coin flip. Oh, I do see some paraphernalia. Uh, let's see what we got here. I can get Bain for Lamelo. Should I accept? I would take Desmond Bain. Lamelo Ball's game count is going to be a problem all year. Oh, you went to you go in the Luca. We might have to either tilt your camera down more or raise the uh, the jersey rack to see these better. But uh, I'm talking to a man with his headphones off. Sorry about that. <laughs> Did you survive without me? I rattled off a bunch of answers from the uh, live questions, which okay. our fans very pleasantly entered. Thank you very much. Is there one I can – let me see if I can do one. Thoughts on Reeves, rest of season. Austin Reeves is going to drive you nuts. He, look, he's never going to be – he might not be top three, top four options at offense. Uh, I would – I would. I'm not, I'm not a big Austin Reeves fan. I think he's a little more popular for reasons I'm not allowed to say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I am an Austin Reeves fan. I was expecting him to be a focal point, the third cog, if you will, yeah. for them. And I still think there's a lot of time and hope for that to happen. I think D'Lo doesn't care to pass. He will pass to Hall of Famers. But I'm not sure D'Angelo is going to be giving the ball up much to Austin Reeves. <laughs> D'Lo has... Looked really good at times. He has here too. He has. All right. All right, Steve. Um, give us, give us what, your brush and greatness story. What I've, what I've got here, what I left you by yourself for, is uh, this is a Carl Malone oh, autographed Akeem Atonic. I say, what is that brand? What is that brand? These are the Atonic Dreams. This is this is Akeem's signature shoe back in the day. And these were neutral gray, but Carl, as a rookie, colored this in purple with a marker. Nice, Utah and he purple. was wearing yeah. he was wearing these. And then this is a Wayman Tisdale. <laughs> that was his Pacer days, I assume, right? Yes, for Tisdale. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I that was a re that was Reebok when Reebok yeah. was in the game and paying a lot of money for players. Yeah. Yep. I was a big uh, mailman fan when he was at uh, sure. Louisiana Tech. I oh, thought the Pacers yeah. should take him instead of Wayman Tisdale. Pacers took Wayman. So mail, so mail, and I and I Wayman was always good to me. Rest in peace, Wayman Tisdale. Great guy. Um, so mailman comes off the elevator. I'm like, oh, hey, mailman. Like this is the stadium in Indiana. But this is most maybe fans don't know, right? You're you're where would you camp out after Pacers game? And what stadium are we talking about? Well, this is before the Pacer game in the Hyatt, downtown oh. Indianapolis. Okay, okay, thank you. Thank so you. the elevator doors open. This is 1984, somewhere in there. Yeah. Doors open on the elevator. A mailman comes out. I'm like, mailman, what's up, man? We should have taken you instead of Wayman. Wayman Tisdale's garbage. You're the man. He's talking all his trash. Pandering. Just pandering. Oh, just trying to work the angle. He's like, thanks, man. And uh, 
I'm like, do you think I can get your shoes after the game? He's like, yeah, man, I, I got you. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'll, I'll just be waiting outside the locker room. He's like, sounds good, man. Sounds good. He like really couldn't care less. Actually. <laughs> uh, he just wasn't. Like, can I just get through this lobby? Can I just get to the team bus? <laughs> but the, and like, I walked with him to his team bus and dissed Wayman Tisdale all the way there. So. <laughs> So he gets on the bus. I'm like, all right, man, good luck. Play well tonight. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get mailman shoes. Like, I'm so excited. And uh, so after the game is over, I don't remember. I've, I've got the stats somewhere, but I, I don't have the handy. But uh, mailman or all the youth, all the jazz players come out of the locker room. I don't see mailman. <laughs> and so, like. He's making uh, an effort to dodge you. Bobby Hansen comes off the bus or some, whatever. And I'm like, hey, Bobby, do you know where Mailman is? He's like, <laughs> Which I, I know reserves love being asked about the star player. <laughs> he's like, dude, he went back to the hotel like 20 minutes ago. Like he, he got a private ride or some, some stuff. I'm like, no. So I ended up walking back to the Hyatt with Bobby Hansen and uh, Mark Eaton and oh. another jazz player, Rich. I okay. uh, can't think of the guy's last it's name. It's hard, hard to just quietly walk anywhere with Mark Eaton. I would think, <laughs> like it is. I stand it out like a human tree. And they they all wanted to go somewhere to eat, but it was like Sunday night in Indianapolis in the mid eighties. There was nothing going on. It's like a ghost town. <laughs> I remember one of them kicked the door on the Nat King Cole restaurant on the on the circle, and he's like, "This place sucks." <laughs> And uh, so we get back to the hotel, and Wayman, how old are you? How old are you, by the way, at this point? I don't know, like fifteen. Teenager. Okay, yeah, teen, all right, got you. Yeah, about the same age as my son, who can't drive a car. <laughs> and uh, so, me and these three dudes, Rich Kelly was the other player's name, and three of us walk back, and I don't see, I don't see a mailman anywhere, but then the team bus pulls up and everybody's getting off that. And about that same time, another car pulls up and mailman gets out of that car and gets yeah. into a black Mercedes. That's parked right next to the team bus. And I'm like, man, this dude is avoiding me so hard. <laughs> so I, of course, walk over to that Mercedes and knock on the window, the passenger side window. Window rolls down. It's of course this black tint. Window rolls down. I look in there. Mailman's looking at me. And I look in the driver's seat. It's Wayman Tisdale. <laughs> Getting ready to go to the club together. I'm does, like, oh. does Mailman sell you out? Does he say to Wayman, hey, this kid said the, the Jazz should have, or the Pacers should have taken me instead of you? I don't know. I'm like, hey, Wayman. <laughs> Mailman. You told me you were going to give me your shoes. What's up? He's like, holds his foot up. He's like, dude, I'm wearing them. Like, I'm wearing them out. They're the only shoes I have. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, why'd you tell me you were going to give them to me? Well, you know, I, I didn't know. I was like, all right, man. Well, have have fun tonight. I'll see you later. I, like, turn around like like uh, Charlie Brown, you know, after Lucy pulled the football. Or, uh, and uh, he goes, hey, man. He's like, what's your name? And I go, Steve, he goes, all right. He's like, I'm going to leave him at the front desk. You come get him tomorrow. And I was like, 
all right. And I was like, right. Yeah, the way this is going, that's not going to happen. So, uh, so I went home, went to bed, got up for school the next day. Of course, first thing I do is get the white pages out, the yellow pages out, and I look up the highest number. I call down there. Girl answers the phone. I go, hey, uh, this is a weird question, but is there a huge pair of basketball shoes sitting behind the front desk? And she goes, what's your name? And I said, Steve. And she goes, yep, I've got them right here. And I was like, no way. So I went to school and I had to wait all day. And then I got, you know, my mom drove me down there. We picked them up and I got them. And I was like, it's success. And Wayman left one. So it was one from Mailman. No. No, no, Wayman's was a separate transaction oh, okay. at a separate okay. time. When you were telling him, hey, weren't the Pacers smart? They took you instead of Malone. Yes, that's when I was <laughs> kissing Wayman's butt instead of Malone. <laughs> yeah. I could listen to your brush with greatness stories all day. We need our we need Rotowire to fly us into the company meeting so you and I can just sneak off to the bar, drink old bourbons, and uh and I want to hear brush with greatness stories the whole the whole night. I got a lot of them. I got a lot. Uh, but yeah, that one, that one's, that one's a pretty good one. Um, yeah, I can't believe you left them. And uh, I, I haven't taken very good care of them, but they've also, they're just deteriorating because they're all 40 years old. But it, you, you, don't, see... you don't put them in like the, the, the plastic box thing. You don't have some of your stuff's probably worthy of the plastic box stuff. It's it is. It is. But when I, when I had my house in Indy, I was sort of rich back then because I didn't have a bunch of kids and I had a, I wasn't in the fantasy sports industry. Kids I had like a everything. real yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> and I had this, I had this shelf around my pool table where I had all the shoes like up on the shelf. And I, it was yeah. just, it was kind of badass. But then we moved to Georgia in the middle of nowhere and they all went in trash bags in the moving truck and they've just sort of been sitting around ever since. I installed in my sports cave in the basement a shelf above the TV for my bobbleheads. So it's bobblehead collections. I don't have the stuff you have, but uh, I have some more amusing than valuable bobblehead stuff down there. But My daughter's got a Braves bobblehead collection. That's pretty sick. Nice. It's, it's up nice. there with the best ones I've seen. Nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. All right, man. Well, uh, I think we did it. We ran a little bit over, but hopefully it was, it was okay for story time. Absolutely. Let's close with a shameless plug for Rotowire. Fans, if you'd like to see Dr. A's content as well as mine on Rotowire for free, go to rotowire.com slash try for a free temporary subscription. No credit card needed. Just go to rotowire.com slash try. Steve, thank you so much for having me on. I always worry someone's going to say, Ken, you're not qualified. Dr. A deserves better. So I feel like I'm sneaking in every time. And I love it. Awesome. Well, I, I love having you. It's fun. And I, I'm glad we got a semi, semi uh, consistent thing going. And then uh, Kamala and I are going to be back on Thursday at 10 a.m. instead of 11. I've got Ooh, OG starting early. We're, it'll be interesting to see if we both make it to the show on time because <laughs> Kamala and I are not morning people. But <laughs> I have to be somewhere at noon and, uh, the great yeah. thing about Rick is, even though he's not a morning person, he still sounds like he's had 10 cups of coffee and ready to go. Doesn't matter what time it is. He, he's yelling and ready to roll and good to go. So, all right, man. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys on Thursday. Bye-bye.